Welcome to Beyond the Show, the podcast series that takes the spirit of Cannabis Conference and brings it to the airwaves. My name is Eric Sandy, and I'm the digital editor of Cannabis Conference and Cannabis Business Times. This week, we're talking cannabis delivery, one of the more important and visible trends that we've watched over the past year and a half. Austin Steves, the director of operations at the Green Dragon in Colorado, is our guest. Just last week, the company announced the launch of its new cannabis retail delivery service in Aurora, which is Colorado's third largest city. The Green Dragon has a network of 15 Colorado dispensaries, and the company has assembled a dedicated delivery logistics department with strategic plans to deliver orders to customers within 30 minutes. In our age of convenience and front door delivery for all sorts of items, groceries, books, fitness equipment, you name it, that is vital. In this episode, we get into the how behind the why. So please enjoy my conversation with Austin Steves. Austin, thanks so much for joining the show this week. Very glad to get a chance to talk to you. And I know that we're here to mostly talk about delivery, which has more or less been on the tip of everyone's tongue over the past year and a half, at the very least, in the cannabis industry for all the obvious reasons and then some. But of course, we want to sort of zoom in on what Green Dragon has been up to in Colorado. And I know you had uh, some recent news focused on the city of Aurora, one of the bigger cities out there, uh, sort of expanding delivery services. But um, you know, maybe if you can sort of set the stage for Green Dragon's current delivery network or current delivery plans, uh, how the company is looking at delivery, and then we can get into some more specifics as the conversation goes on. It's an opportunity for us. I mean, that that's the best thing that we can see this is delivery is is new to the state of Colorado and new to Aurora. And we're really, you know, Green Dragon is a, is a company is really wanting to be a part of it. We want to be involved in the whole process itself. Um, Aurora is where we have launched our, our first delivery um, process and program itself is, is in Aurora, Colorado. And we have two locations out there. So for us, you know, we looked at it as a chance of expanding our footprint into that area um, in Aurora. Delivery is, is is nifty because of you can go anywhere within Aurora, the city of Aurora. Um, so, you know, a lot of our customers, they shop local, they shop in their neighborhood. But if you are a customer in a down area of Aurora that is not convenient, you can actually access our stores now um, going online and ordering on our platform. So it does offer that ease and convenience that we can reach a different customer base than we typically would that's not shopping in their neighborhood. Um, so we realized that there was that opportunity there for us. And it really just integrated with our growth and, and, and plans of, of where we see Green Dragon and how we want to strategically align ourselves with companies and that want to expand with us into these markets. So, you know, Aurora for us, like I said, was just a an opportunity um, to expand our brand, expand our reach and to reach a new customer base. Absolutely. And I know, uh, you know, it tends to be a little exhausting talking about the pandemic, but I, I feel like I'd be remiss <laughs> not, not to bring it up here only because it's sort of, you know, consumer buying habits over the last year and a half do kind of go hand in hand with delivery. So I'm just curious if, if that's sort of uh, playing a role in the margins here, or if you did see either shifting consumer habits over the last year, or even just questions from consumers about delivery over the last year and a half. Yeah, so it's really interesting. So we, COVID did what really changed the game for you know our industry in general. The very beginning of it all, um, from you know when COVID first happened, the city of Denver actually said they were going to shut all dispensaries and liquor stores. Um, we were one of the ones that shut down, and the city went into a, a panic. And there's literally lines around our buildings and just buying sprees of everything. And 
after three hours, the mayor said, "Never mind, we're not doing it." And he re- he went back on it. So we were back open. But then we had everything was like curbside delivery, and it just it evolved and evolved. And so our, our customers had to evolve with us, and they had to be open to these changes that were being handed down by regulators that we had to abide by. And you know, we're we're happy to do that to you know protect the public and, and public health in general. Um, but uh, some of the buying habits that did change during that was our online ordering picked up tremendously. And what it allowed the availability is if our customers can go online, um, our menu on our website, it says order ahead, very you know prominent box. They click on that. They select their store they want to go to. And then everything that you would find in our store is also curated online. So they had all that availability of products and all that. So instead of coming in and having to peruse, they could literally come in, get their ID checked and not even have to really walk into the main part of the store. Um, once their ID is checked in there in the store, we would check them out at that first POS that is um, available to them. So they really didn't even have to interact with many of the customers and that. So COVID did change that in the aspect of, of the online ordering became much more predominant and utilized. And so building off of that, we saw, you know, there is those, that customer base that um, could not, doesn't want to go out in public and doesn't want to interact and just wants to be at their home and have a really, you know, really quick interaction. Um, we don't go when the delivery method happens and the customer does delivery, we don't go into their house. So it's everything is outside. So it, it, it does allow people who want that additional COVID protections. It does allow them to um, order online and, and adapt to the changes. And we, we went with that. And that was part of our you know, decision making process in this, too was we wanted to reach the customer where they're at. So COVID did change the game. It changed the way that we operated, literally operated. And um, delivery just really fell, it fell into place with uh, the current model and the trends of, of how Colorado is right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, I'm sure um, getting into delivery, it's obviously a very different beast than in-store sales. And I'm sure that uh, there's a lot of different considerations that are very unique to delivery. So sort of along the way and with that evolution as Green Dragon has sort of gotten its delivery sea legs, what have been some of the more notable, uh, maybe not challenges necessarily, but sort of lessons learned along the way that that are super important to delivery that might not have been apparent right away? Yeah, I mean, one of the bigger things is just the availability of products is that we wanted to make sure, it wasn't a challenge, we already had the online menu, but it's making sure that we could reach a new customer base. I think that was one of the bigger challenges for us is that you, we already have the customers who are loyal, who are coming into the store, who are maybe order online, but this was something new. It's something that um, many customers weren't even, I mean, we're already accustomed to Uber Eats, the Grubhubs, like, you know, just ordering food and, in Colorado, in Denver, you can actually order liquor home too. Um, there's liquor delivery. So, you know, there's people are already familiar with these delivery-based services. So this was a critical component to really integrate into people's everyday lives. Um, but one of the harder pieces is, is reaching that new customer base. Um, again, we didn't want to monopolize. We didn't want our own customers. We wanted to reach new customers. Um, and so that was one of the bigger challenges for us is like, how do you reach a new customer base? Um, in delivery, you have to be in the city of Aurora, but the rules and regulations are were literally still being flushed out in the aspect of you know working with the, the city on billboards. Um, they send us the advertising guidelines and what we could abide by, and we, you know we're working with them now on getting our billboards up. But like city of Denver doesn't have billboards. You can't do billboards in Denver, so you can't reach that large, and you can't deliver in Denver. So you know it's just like how do you market and how do you target? 
a specific audience that is of the demographics of the age bracket that you need within the regulatory constraints. So one of that, those bigger challenges is how do you operate within those, that regulatory um, can just mess that they give you um, in overcoming them. And so those, just that regulations is, is one of the key things and uh, in operating in that space, that was a challenge for us because we had to learn delivery. You know, it just, it's not instinctual. You got to learn the rules, read the rules and acquire those new customers and meet that demand. Um, but then also staying up to date with the current technology that is available. Um, we use a service called OnFleet that helps map out the delivery services. So that way, you know, if we get five deliveries in, that we want to make sure that we map that out in a strategic way that we reach the customers, you know, that are closest. And then we go farther from there. Just, we want to make sure it's a very coordinated approach that we're not just sending a driver out. So there's technology-based integration. So it's keeping up with technology, making sure that um, everything is, is where it needs to be and that you are keeping up with it. But then I think the other challenge of it all is the security and, and the retrofitting of vehicles and the, that aspect of it all. That you can't just, you know, we're just not sending a driver in, in his personal car. So we had to buy the vehicles. We had to retrofit the vehicles. We had to add cameras. We had to add safes. Um, you know, this, and then on top of that, it's the driver's security and safety of like, how do you operate now that you have product? How much do you, you know, doing that type of transaction? Because we take the debit and, and cash. So it's like the, the driver has that it's natural concern. So it's like, how do you operate then the banking aspect of this all and making sure you have the proper cash? Um, so there's like the same challenges you would almost face within a retail store now gets taken out and is put into a car. <laughs> so it's those same challenges that you would face uh, from a retail perspective. You have um, now you have to overcome an, in a mobile vehicle type aspect of transporting the products, the manifesting side of it all. Um, there's a lot of, those things that you have to, that you don't ever, you never think of, um, like you're driving a car, but I need a safe. So what do you have to do? You know, we, we've ripped out the passenger seat and we've secured, you know, a safe in there so that that product is not just rolling around and loose. So it's all really secured and really a tight knit. So it's coming out with those standard operating procedures and just how do you operate in that? And then we had to figure that out. So you had to, is a lot of back end research. So the challenges itself is just overcoming and figuring out how do you operate in in this new space? Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it is sort of a, a new frontier in many ways. And on one hand, of course, as you mentioned, you know, a lot of consumers are familiarizing themselves with delivery services very quickly in all sorts of industries. Um, and cannabis is uh, in some ways very similar, but in other ways, obviously, very different. And there are a lot of new consumers coming into the space really every day. And I, you were just touching on the whole new consumer segment there. So I'm curious about with new consumers in cannabis, so much of that is, uh, or so much of that revolves around education or a need for education, I suppose. And of course, in store, you have uh, staffers. And um, I know a lot of stores use the phrase bud tender. You have people on the floor talking through these different products. So I'm curious, is anything lost with delivery that can be made up in other ways to sort of connect those educational dots for new consumers who might have a question about uh, a consumption method or even a, a brand or what have you? Yeah, so all of our, um, well, first, they, the customer itself would access the products through our online catalog. And on the website, it does have information about those products. 
uh, that they can read. And if it's edibles or flour or whatever, they, they have all of the product descriptions there for them. Uh, so that's going to be their first indication. But then beyond that, um, their numbers are posted for all the locations so they can call the store. And our bud tenders are more than happy to answer any of their questions. And on top of that, if there are additional questions about a specific product or anything that that customer purchased, uh, when the bud, and it's really a bud tender that's driving the product. So this is not just a delivery driver. This is a trained bud tender. So that is another way we're meeting the customer needs as far as any questions they have um, or anything like that. that they, when the bud tender, a drive delivery driver, you can call them bud tender slash delivery driver, um, arrive at that the person's house that they can then answer any of those more detailed questions or they can spend the time doing that consult with the, with the, the customer and really helping them navigate it. We're in a mature market, but just because we're in a mature market doesn't mean that um, a customer is going to know everything there is. And in particular with delivery, you got to think of some of these customers are could be first-time consumers because now you have discretion. Um, there's certain customers who just don't want to go to a store. Uh, they don't want to, for whatever reason, they don't want to be seen in one. They don't want to park in the lot. They just don't want to be around one. However, they'll do delivery. Um, and so you're reaching this new customer base. And so you're, you have to be willing to educate and know your product lines. And that is one thing I can say our staff definitely knows is the product lines and what we are selling to the customer. So um, there is that education piece that we can, and we're more than happy if anybody has those questions when we arrive um, to answer them. And like I said, that the driver or bud tender is trained in all of that and can answer any of those and is equipped. Um, but I think a lot of it ends up being is their questions are answered before we even get there by our robust resources that we have online from the product descriptions to working with our vendors. So we make sure that their, their descriptions are there. So what the vendor themselves want to say, they have a voice that's heard as well. Um, so there's different mechanisms. And then obviously um, the just Googling. I, I think that's one of the best things that I hear from customers is that, especially with cannabis, for a lot of new consumers, they're going to do research. They're just not going to jump into cannabis and, and be like, oh, this is something new. They're going to do a little bit of that back-end research. So that's the other good thing is I think with you know, the majority of new cannabis users at this point, specifically in Colorado, are doing that research, are learning the products, and they're coming to us with those questions. And we're more than able to handle all of, all of the variety that they're going to throw at us. Yeah, I'm curious too, just sort of on the subject of maybe new consumers or maybe uh, longtime consumers uh, about the overlap of, of tourism. And maybe this has more to do with in-store visits because that's almost part of the thrill for people who may not live in Colorado, <laughs> maybe they live in another state, you know, visiting a dispensary. But do you or have you seen a lot of overlap with tourists? I'm not even sure how you would track that, but I'm just curious if, if that plays a role. You know, of course, we're talking about Aurora right outside Denver, big tourism. Yeah. Areas. Yeah. I think as we as we move into new markets, um, Denver is one that you know we are looking at right now. We can get to that later on. But um, Aurora is a suburb kind of of Denver, so it doesn't really have a large tourist draw to it. However, as Denver does adapt and get into um, the delivery game and it becomes more mature, I definitely see that as something that could pick up. But um, it depends on municipalities. Some rules or some municipalities might not allow us to do even delivery to hotel rooms because it's not a permanent residence. So, you know, it's like, how do we reach that tourist market with delivery is going to be interesting. Um, but our, our main tourist stores, we have stores in Aspen, Breckenridge, Telluride. Um, those are extremely tourist heavy stores. Those counties right now don't have delivery based services. So um, when we get into those markets, that'll be a whole new game to kind of figure out. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see how the regulators um, roll out locally if they will allow hotel delivery. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that all pans out. But as of right now, 
um, our market is in the Aurora market, which is more residential and not so much that tourist tourist centric. But I think as we get into Denver and specifically in the mountain towns, that that will become something that we will need to pay more attention to and to reach that demographic. And that's why, you know, our I'll use our Fort Collins example here is that, you know, it's a it's a new location requiring they have um, we're looking for billboards right off the highway. You know, it's just like how that is a way of reaching tourists is our, our billboard campaigns and that we had in Aurora, we did um, a mobile billboard and that went moved around. And so that was a different innovative way of reaching customers. So it's really, I think, for the tourist aspect of it all is we have to, as an industry, figure out how to reach them and pull them in and um, then working with or working within the local regulations to ensure that you can do, if they, if they are staying at a hotel or whatever it is, that they can get product or receive product um, if it's allowed by regulators in those future markets. Certainly, yeah. Well, I'll just pick up that segue there because one thing I wanted to ask about was you know, the future of delivery in other markets. And I guess maybe the way of positioning this question might be just from Green Dragon's perspective, um, certainly in Colorado, but even perhaps beyond, uh, how, how's the company preparing to look at other markets on the delivery side specifically, or, or how might they gauge uh, forthcoming opportunities in other markets? Yeah, so it's out there now that we have um, been acquired and merged with Ease. And Ease is the number one delivery service out in California. They have a huge presence out there. Um, we're still in the process of going through the regulatory uh, you know, just process itself of, of the approvals of the Ease acquisition. So it's, you know, we'll have more information on that once that gets ironed out more. But I can tell you very preliminary and what you see and we put out in the press is that with Ease in particular, we, you know, we are interested in working with them in the California market and bringing that expertise over to the Florida. Um, we do have two med shops now in Florida. And um, we were, our plan is to hit robust delivery in, in the Florida market and partnering with Ease and, and figuring out um, in that market in particular, how integrating their expertise and our expertise now and marrying that together and really hitting Florida um, hard and really launching that, that market itself with delivery. Um, so Florida is going to be one of the key areas as we expand there. Um, we're looking at additional 20 retail by the end of this year. So we have two locations open now. So we're just going to be opening them rapid fire here pre coming up and then um, working with regulators and ensuring we're in compliance and we can roll out the delivery based services there. And I think that's going to be a very interesting crowd there. Um, the demographic there is it's an older based population. It's a medical population. So, you know, it's, they might not have the most computer literacy if they're elderly, but we want our process and how you order is so simple of just going on, you go on our website and it has a big icon right now. We only have Aurora delivery, but it says Aurora delivery. You just click on it and it's an online menu. So it's really seamless. There's no, like, I mean, it's, it's not a difficult website. It's not hard to navigate. So we're really able to reach a, a variance of age ranges because of that. But Florida is definitely one that we're, we're hitting ground running in that um, in Colorado. Denver is an area where we're definitely looking at, and we've already um, looking at a social equity partner um, for the city of Denver. So we'll have that as well. So Denver, for us, it's um, one of the things we want to do is partner with the social equity partner. And that is someone who has been disproportionately affected by um has faced barriers in the entry into the Colorado retail market. So we, you know, we're excited about getting that rolling on in Denver. So Denver is really in the, from the Colorado perspective. 
we're going to take what we learned in Aurora and then transplanting that into Denver um, and hopefully, you know, be as successful as we are from Aurora and Denver as well. Um, and then a new market for us is going to be Michigan. Um, Ease is, you know, already looking at that, that area. And then for us having a retail footprint up there and then being able to hopefully um, expand the delivery services. So the main four markets, I would say for us in delivery is going to be the California, Florida, Colorado, and Michigan markets. And um, it's exciting to see as, as this evolves into those new markets. And I think that is, you know, the next step for this industry, the next evolution of this industry itself into those, those states is how we can capitalize on delivery, reach the new customer base, and um, really provide the services to those, those customers. Yeah, it really seems just sort of in, in summary here that, um, you know, it's not a, a flash in the pan trend, so to speak. And it certainly isn't exclusive to the pandemic situation that, that delivery, again, across the board, it's not just cannabis, but delivery is, is really here to stay. And I know a lot of the, the newer states coming online, both medical and adult use, are, are taking a closer look at it than you might have seen even like two years ago. It's, it's pretty exciting. Absolutely. And I think the thing about it is it's the evolution of the market and the normalization of what we sell. Um, there's, there's no reason to have, you know, high level security, armed guards and all of this in the store. Our big thing is you go into a Green Dragon store, it's bright, it's open, um, it's welcoming. It's not this stereotypical, like you would think of uh, someone's basement is grungy, dirty. Like it, it's not anything in the, in the dark corners anymore. Like we, as a brand and as a company, we really capitalize on a, on a customer experience and normalizing the customer experience. And I think that has been the evolution of this the industry in general is that we have as a industry begin to normalize cannabis and, and people are accepting it and understanding that. And I think that goes with the evolution of technology and everything else where we are as a just society in general is that delivery-based services for anything now is really out there. So, I mean, you can get anything delivered now this day, pretty much. So it's, you know, it's, it just feeds into that. And I think that is one of the better parts too. It's leveraging the technology, but leveraging just the times and where we are and, and the normalization of cannabis and how you can get it delivered to your house. And it doesn't need to be a sketchy drug deal that people think it used to be. Um, it's very orchestrated, very controlled. And um, we can offer the product selection that you would get in the store at a, in a delivery in your home. So, you know, that, that, that's the convenience behind it all. So I think, you know, COVID did expedite it. I think it put it in a lot of people's radars, not just in Colorado, but around the nation. Because it does allow, um, now one of the downsides of this is though, is that you can't do, speaking of COVID, is contactless, is I still have to see you. I still have to check your ID and make sure you are the person that ordered the product. So you still have contact. Um, but instead of having contact with a whole store staff and other, other customers, it's just the bud tender who's delivering your product uh, is the only person you're going to have contact with. So, you know, COVID is that natural concern, but it, it's still not contactless. Um, but it's, you know, it, it, it's, it does a job <laughs> if someone is concerned yeah. about COVID. So I think it does expand. Um, it, it does expand people's uh, availability and, and reach to products. So I think that that is one of the better things of, of we're meeting customer needs now with technology. Absolutely. Yeah. Access is so important. It's, it's certainly an exciting time. And, you know, this whole, this whole uh, aspect of the market's been a lot of fun to watch. And, uh, you know, Austin, <laughs> I really want to thank you for the time here, just talking about delivery. It's, it's great because it's, it's one of those things that uh, you can't really turn around without hearing more about it. And uh, it sounds like Green Dragon's doing a great thing out there. 
we're trying. I think that for us, it's again, it's the opportunity, but it's at reaching the customers where they are. And some customers simply just don't want to leave their home. And now we can reach that customer base and they can have the same product selection and quality that we would deliver to them at the store now can be delivered to their home. And we're still able to offer that excellent customer service because the person delivering their products is trained in product knowledge, education, customer service. So they are able to meet that needs no matter where the customer is, if they are, as long as they're in Aurora. <laughs> There's your caveat yeah. for right now. Fantastic. Yeah, well, definitely, uh, it seems like a great moment to, to catch up with you and, uh, and what Green Dragon's doing. And we'll be following along for sure as things continue. And uh, in the meantime, Austin, thanks for joining us on the show this week. Thank you very much for having us. We greatly appreciate this uh, opportunity to speak to your, your audience. And that's a wrap on our 15th episode of Beyond the Show. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Austin Steves from the Green Dragon in Colorado. Of course, we're talking cannabis delivery, another one of those trends that came up at Cannabis Conference this past August. We are in the early planning stages of Cannabis Conference 2022. I know it seems very early. We've got a great show in store for you next summer. Stay tuned at CannabisConference.com for more information. We're going to be looking into trends like cannabis delivery and much more. We're very excited to put that schedule together as we are every fall preparing for the following year's show. In the meantime, though, we're going to keep putting out episodes going beyond the show every Friday. <laughs>